0: Welcome to Finding Hope, The End to Suffering. Hosted by psychologist, author, and co-founder of the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership, Dr. Barry Weinhold. With national radio host, award-winning producer, and inspirational speaker, Patricia Raskin. Hi everyone, I'm Patricia Raskin.
1: I'm co-host of the podcast series finding hope the end to suffering and i'm here with dr barry weinhold who is the creator of this wonderful podcast series welcome barry
2: Thank you,
1: Patricia. Yeah. yeah. Barry is a PhD psychotherapist, been in this work for many decades, has written over 70 books, and just so happy that you've put this together, Barry. And I know you found a great guest who we've been interviewing for a few episodes, and today is our our last episode with her, but she's amazing. Her name is Gail Ferguson-Jones, and she's a best-selling author, an award-winning journalist, speaker, podcaster and certified peer recovery coach her butterfly effect program offers peer-to-peer coaching specializing in recovery from codependency and her new book is called butterfly rising a journey to love healing and freedom from the cocoon of codependency and we're going to bring gail back on welcome gail and hi hi. and i know you've taken us through your journey Uh, I know that um, you experienced pain and suffering from your relationship with your grandmother, father, and husband, whose primary relationship was with alcoholism and with alcohol. And you worked through that. You worked through it. You figured it out. Um, You stopped being gaslighted, as you said, in other segments. And you went into therapy. You went into 12-step programs. And now you're helping many people who, and you're helping them who've been in similar relationships and who have addictions. So we're very happy to have you back. Um, start sharing with us in the beginning how you started then to get on the road to help other people, and then we'll bring Barry in.
3: Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's so interesting that, first of all, when you find something that um set you free i love that's the one thing i love in recovery when we say we found a new freedom and i really really found a new freedom and so i just want to share that i just want others and that's one of the things that i I always require my clients two things at a coaching session One, we have to start out with a big smile, no matter what your week's been like, no matter what your challenge, we're going to deal with that issue with uh, smiling to bring up our energy. And we always end with, I found a new freedom. And so as I found this new freedom that I wanted others to have, and I started finding that no matter who I talk to, it's amazing how many people have this problem. It is. I just was speaking to a new business attorney that I hired a couple of weeks ago. Yes, Gail, my ex-husband was an alcoholic. There's absolutely hardly anybody. I could talk to my dentist. I could talk to any doctor, anybody I meet along the way. They say, you know, I probably need your services because mm-hmm. I'm having, I've had the same problem, whether it's in a past generation or currently, mm. it's a real big issue in this country.
1: Yeah. Barry, why is that? Why is this such a big issue?
3: Well, uh,
2: a couple things that come to mind on that one is that uh, I'm, I specialize in working with trauma. And, uh, and Gail mentioned she was diagnosed with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is very similar to what I'm talking about when I'm talking about trauma. It's things that happened to us or didn't happen to us that cause a disruption in our development and cause us to get stuck somewhere along the way. And so uh, actually, you know, there's many, many more addictions than alcoholism. So, I mean, we can look at just alcoholism, and you said, Gail, it's pretty prevalent. But I think if you talk about the whole addiction field, uh, I mean, people are addicted to food, Addicted to sex, they're addicted to exercise, they're addicted to drugs, they're addicted to all kinds of things. Shopping is an addiction, gambling is addiction. I mean, you name it, and we're an addictive society. And so I I can't imagine anyone without some form of addiction. Mine is chocolate, unfortunately. That's not as dangerous as others. But but, uh, so I've looked at what is a trauma informed care approach definition of what addictions are. And, and so I've come up with one, and uh, uh, it basically is this, uh, an addiction, as I, as a trauma-informed care practitioner, how I would define any addiction as it's a compulsive, ritualistic, comfort-seeking behavior, mm. um, that people have developed a comfort zone, and that the addiction is a method for trying to keep themselves in that comfort zone. And so they will go to great lengths to stay comfortable. They don't want to have anything happen in their lives that makes them uncomfortable. So, uh, Ben put up that image and I'll show you a little bit about what I'm talking about here. And here's a, uh, uh can you bring it up a little bit? Yeah, there we go. So the, the comfort zone is where people feel safe and secure yeah, and, uh, and content. And so, uh, Basically, what keeps people in that zone is this fear zone that's right outside. And it means there's obviously a lack of self-confidence. Uh, it's full of the excuses that alcoholics or other people have addictions make about their behavior. And it's affected by others' opinions of them. And so uh, people will, will religiously and compulsively do and say things to stay in their comfort zone. So if you notice that if you can break through the fear zone, there's also another zone of learning, which means you have to deal with the challenges and problems that you've been avoiding because you want to stay in your comfort zone and you have to acquire new skills and you have to extend your comfort zone so that it's now bigger and you can be comfortable with more and more things. And that's what Gail's talking about in, in the recovery. You have to expand your comfort zone and have to learn new skills, and you have to uh, uh, deal with the, the things that you avoided early on. And then finally you reach the growth zone where where true healing and true behavior change can happen. So this is really a, a, a map of what recovery is all about. So
3: all right, go ahead and comment on that, Gail, what do you think?
1: Yeah, fascinating. Go ahead, Gail. Yes, and
3: that's exactly... I come in at the fear zone uh-huh. as a recovery coach. And what the fear zone... And I try to take them to the learning zone. Yep. So the fear zone is the enabling stage. Learning how not to enable because enabling is from coming from a place of fear. Codependency also is that you feel like you can get a control. So the fear zone is... I'm going to let my son or daughter do heroin while they live in my house right. because I'd rather them be here than out in the street. Right. I'm going right. to keep paying their rent. You know, while they drink and don't get a job because I'd rather that than them be homeless. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call their employer and make excuses for them so they don't lose their job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd rather them still at least have a job. I'm going to let them drive my car, even though they've had a DWI, because mm-hmm. if I don't, you know, they're going to be abusive to me and they're going to still go out and do something. So that's the fear zone. And I teach them in the learning zone why that's not, that hasn't been working for you and it's not going to work for you. And it's only going to make you end up in a more stressful situation because they're only doing what substance users do. They're not bad people. They're just substance users, which means they use substances and that's where their brain is functioning at. But you you can't function in that co-addiction stage. So I teach them how to come from the, fears, the fear zone and learn how to come out of that co-addiction and start growing personally. Start learning how to follow your own interests instead of focusing on someone else. Stop limiting your life because of someone else's problem. Stop um, holding back on all the things that you wanna do because you feel like you need to be available for this person. I mean, I lived that for a very long time. I want to make sure I keep my husband alive. I want to be there the next time he needs yeah. to get to ICU in 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 um, time. And once I stopped doing that, I made all new friends. I start traveling the world. I started peer recovery yeah. coaching. I wrote a book. All the things that I was keeping myself from doing because I wanted to be available, and he still lived another five years. It didn't hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> It did not hurt him I, That's when I realized I was I had to take responsibility For me And actually you ch- you teach them How to treat you You teach them to fall in With your recovery Rather than you falling in With their co-addiction So that's the process Is just what that chart shows Right
1: M- My question is When you help people And they see what you're saying They understand it how do you help them from falling back? Because it's very easy to get along that path, you know it, and then the person calls them or something happens and they fall back again. How do you help them work through that, Gail?
3: No, th- we're going to fall back. That's going to happen. I mean, that's also part of the process. But I am there, or if they're in the 12-step program, they have a sponsor there or they have a therapist. So the falling back, the 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 learning curve is how to handle those challenges. Those challenges are going to come up. You know, your son or daughter is going to call you and beg you not to let them stay in jail from a DWI or from a drug arrest that that's going to happen. So again, they can only be responsible. My clients can only be responsible for themselves So, how they learn how to let go and let their loved one handle take uh, their own consequences. That there's no reason to share in their consequences. You you haven't done it, and it is hard. It's hard to tell your son and daughter, "I can't live. You can't live here anymore as long as you're using." And that's why they have a peer recovery coach.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Your comment on the whole peer recovery part. Oh, Barry?
2: well. Actually, there's a whole new uh, mental health category called the peer support specialist. That's and, right. And these are people who've been there, done that. They're people who've been alcoholics or been substance abusers, and they've recovered, and they can then be actually more helpful to any than any therapist who hasn't been there. Uh, and and so, in many agencies, they're hiring people who have no degrees, um, but they have experiences that are relevant to the population that they're serving. And and uh, that's a new, very, in fact, when I was living in North Carolina, they had 15,000 peer support specialists. They train, They they go through a training program, they get certified, and then they are hired in mental health centers. To to work with uh, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. issues that they had experienced in their life, if they were drug abusers, yeah. or if they were yeah. assigned to work with with yeah. any new patients that came in who were drug
1: abusers. Right. right, Gail, yes. closing thoughts, Gail. I'm coming up to the end of the series, and you know, basically, what do you want to leave our listeners with in terms of addiction, whether it's substance abuse or it's a behavior addiction, and how they can get help and work through it as you did, and I mean, and now you're helping so many people.
3: Well, I, I did um, my uh, apprenticeship with um, in a recovery program in Rhode mm-hmm. Island. And um, the founder was a former alcoholic. And she always told us, and this is what I, I would advise anybody, the first step is to understand. She, her saying was, trying to stop an alcoholic or an addict from using is like trying to stop the rain so once you understand that you it's not up to you to stop anybody from the choices they make you can support them if they want to get help and I also help families understand that there's a part of their loved one's recovery that they have to be a part of they may have to make some changes too we can't ask them to make changes if we don't understand. We might have to make a few sacrifices. We may not be able to keep wine in the house. We may not be able to take them uh, to the club and party. You know, we shouldn't be tempting them just because they use heroin to say. But that doesn't mean you can't go to the bar with us. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still learning that families need mm-hmm. to support their loved ones and to um, really get the benefit of their recovery and ours. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what I would just get help, get help wherever you can acknowledge your need for help. If you feel like you need it and there is help available, Mm -hmm. just get it. Talk to your doctor, call a therapist, call your um, employee assistance program, call whoever, and get help, and you will not be sorry. You will not be sorry.
1: Thank you so much, Gail. Tell us how people can find your book and all of your other information.
3: You can find Butterfly Rising on um, Amazon, and um, you can email me at info at and you can find my podcast by that same name, on any of the podcast uh, po- platforms.
1: Okay. All right. And we are putting across the screen here um, how people can get help. And so it's S-A-M-S-H-A, and explain what that is.
3: That's the, um, oh, gosh. the national... Uh, Substance abuse. Substance, uh, abuse,
1: substance abuse Hotline, yes. wonderful, just wanted people to know that. Gail, stay with us for a minute, thank you so much, an honor and pleasure, and and Barry, thanks for bringing Gail on, and um, Barry, any closing thoughts, and stay with us as Gail for yeah, a minute, thank you for
2: being on. And Gail hit thanks. this really hard, but I think it's important, is that if you choose a therapist, you want a therapist who's been there. So, and and if you, I also always ask people to interview their therapist and ask them, what have you done uh, to heal your own problem? Mm-hmm. Your own, and if they say it's none of your business, that's the wrong therapist. Mm-hmm. They've been there, done that. And uh, I'll talk about that as it is appropriate in our work. But I'm, I'm with you. I, I know a lot about what you've done because I've done that too. So right. I that's the kind of therapist.
1: Share your story. All right. Wonderful. And tell us about our next series coming up next time, Barry. Yeah,
2: this is going to be an interesting uh, guest. Uh, it's a, a psychologist, a licensed psychologist from California named Arnold Nuremberg. And Arnold, uh, uh, I learned of him because he wrote an article and I read it and then I contacted him and got to know him a little bit and we became good friends. And in fact, he just called me, uh, this morning <laughs> and, uh, his story is that he as a practicing therapist got in trouble with the law he was billing client for clients he never saw he claims that he was doing it because he had clients who couldn't afford to pay him and so he was then seeing them with the money he used but he got caught and he was charged with a felony and he had to go before a judge and he pleaded guilty he said, I'm responsible for everything I did, and I will make full restitution of every cent that I I, I took. And uh, he did that. And it turned his life around. And now he leads a national movement about what he calls uh, uh, honor uh, principles. Uh, and so he he has all of his clients uh, recite four honor principles, which he'll share next time, and how this has spread to a movement across the country of people learning how to live more honorably and pledging to do so, and then checking each other to make sure they they follow through with what they what they have pledged to do. And he found that uh, that a, a large number of people, when they did that, totally changed their lives. Just simply mm-hmm. having a, a chance to say, "This is what I'm striving to be," mm-hmm. and being in groups where they where everybody supported each other doing
1: it. Wonderful. And his name is Arnold?
2: Arnold Nuremberg. Nuremberg, okay. Thank
1: you, Barry. Barry, tell people how they can find you, find the podcast and find you.
2: Well, the podcast uh, is on on, uh, YouTube, and uh, you can just uh, Google uh, Finding Hope, uh, colon, The End of Suffering, and it'll show up. And also you can find a lot about me in my on my website called Weinholz.org and okay. uh, all the, all the things I've been doing. There's a lot of free material on that website too. so okay uh, a whole page a whole and a series of yeah is about the false self yes. which yeah. we talk a lot about today.
1: Well, thank you, Barry, and thank you for all the wonderful guests that you bring on, and for bringing me on as a co-host. It's an honor and pleasure to work with you. And um, we also want to have a shout out to our producer Ben Barber behind the scenes, who does such a great job in, in getting this podcast up and out.
2: Well, thank you, Ben. You do a great job of keeping yes. us uh, yeah on track here.
1: All right. Until next time, Barry. Um, anything you want to you want to close with? Any closing? uplifting thoughts for our My listeners My
2: blessings to you dear and uh, wishing you well
1: until next time all right thanks thanks so much barry i'm patricia raskin co-host of again uh, the end to suffering actually the first one is finding hope and then the end to suffering we find hope first all right thanks barry talk to you next time
0: this episode was brought to you by the colorado institute for conflict resolution and creative leadership Find out more about these resources at Weinholds.org. Dr. Weinhold is the author or co-author of 75 books on psychology, including his latest book, Get Real, The Hazards of Living Out of Your False Self, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and more. Patricia Raskin is the host of the nationally recognized program, The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show and is currently heard on voiceamerica.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. New episodes of Finding Hope: The End to Suffering can be found every Wednesday. If you like the show, please leave a review and give us a rating.